Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, we are. The health and wellness for the golden age. Back online again. And we may drop off of line. We hope the recording will keep going. But uh, I'm on a hot spot, um, Wi-Fi, and I've got to keep the phone pointing in that direction. And we'll see how long we last. And... I was able to get to my emails, and Nikki's on. Nikki had a wonderful sharing that she sent me about um, agency, contract, and partnering, partnership. Good morning, Nikki. And it was very interesting. And then I got another, an email from Jean in Hawaii who sent something very interesting about uh, jurisdiction and uh, to show that um, uh, that this flesh and blood woman is actually um, the person on their code because their code is corporation and it can only go to a corporation and that's what we've been attempting to get across to these yo-yos. So, and, and not giving them a due process because they've dumped, they're dumping all my papers out of the court. The clerk of court, who is not a lawyer, is going to dump all my papers out. So Hartford has helped me write a paper, another affidavit, which they cannot remove, affidavit and a memorandum of... Um, I can't remember what the word in uh, in law, so or at law, and they don't like his terminology. Gee, I wonder if it's upsetting them. Do you think it is? Oh, <laughs> so it's it's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on. And I went into the library yesterday to do my test. It's a three-hour test. And I felt like I was in a kitty chair coming up to the dining room table, but because my nose was at the almost at the table, it the chair was so low. And I'm wondering why I'm so sore and stiff this morning <laughs> because I had to do everything up in the air to to type or do my <laughs> answer my question. This little trial. And then I went over to the USC, what I thought was USC campus, and it's another junior college also. So, but he said, you will get a degree. I said, a four-year degree? He said, well, you actually do this and this. And then he wanted to give me first entry into college. I said, oh, I already have a bachelor from DePaul. And, uh, oh, oh, then I won't give you these documents. (laughs) (laughs) 
I said it was 100 years ago, so I guess <laughs> they're still working. <laughs> so I have an interview with the lady today uh, to see about me getting in uh, into their school. But uh, this online and moving was not a smart idea. So people, when I think I'm going to be able to do this, tell me, you didn't do well on the last one. (laughs) Oh, dear. You know how hindsight is. It's 2020. Of course. Totally, totally 2020. But I'm glad I didn't take two. At least I was smarter on that part. (laughs) (laughs) Not smart enough, but smarter. So we're good. Everything's good. I've got, this is really a lovely place. It's six acres. The two cutest little girls, they may come over and be on the call with us. Mama's going to go to um, this antique shop for a little bit, and I'll be babysitting. So they'll want to be on the the radio show like your grandkids. They're six and three, so they may be here to help. But Nikki really sent a really good thing on... Let me get it straight. Agency and partnership uh, that she's taking. Nikki, is that course going to be repeated? Do they dare let other people learn from it? She's going to type her answer. Um, I'd love to have her come on the call. But uh, the issue here is that so much of what we're being taught is, is missing information. We were undereducated, so purposely. So we've got to get educated, as they say. Yeah, it's the thing. Oh, and this guy, who was it that sent it to me? Um, I'm trying to think. It was either John Adams or Mark from Beacon 37 that sent me something about a guy in Bradenton, Florida. It's a course through Harvard Law School. Are they going to repeat it? That's the point. Because, boy, I'd sure like to take that. And uh, she's learning so much. It's amazing. This guy is really upfront about it. So it's good. Um, but he's in Bradenton, Florida, getting back to this gentleman who the local powers kicked him off of his, uh, and I don't know if it's a houseboat or a boat that was moored in a public mooring, and he was it was a liveaboard for him, and they attempted, and they did, they took him off his boat, and they destroyed his boat, and they attempted to do it to a numerous other people in the marina, and they found out the reason was they wanted to take this public marina and make it into a private marina. Now, that's against all rights uh, of people. You have to have public facilities for the people to use them. It's online. I don't know if it's a one-time offer. I sent the link to you. Okay, I'll get that. I just couldn't take it when you were doing it. It was just too much. and. Um, but this gentleman went after him, and he took it all the way to the Supreme Court. 
and one. They only take like 700 cases and he brought it to the Supreme Court. Then he took on the umbrella of our First Amendment right. You know how they put that law in that we, the people, cannot gather in groups, which is against the First Amendment. And secondly, we cannot speak out against anyone, which is First Amendment. So he got, he must have some money, but he got some uh, really hot-notch uh, lawyers from, uh, from the first case also, but, and used them and did a First Amendment case against the city council members in ousting public rebuttal at a public meeting, which is what's been going on across this country. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and he won it. The first one he won uh, eight to one. The second one he won totally. And where we lost our First Amendment and where we lost all the amendments, basically, was in the nine that Franklin Delano Roosevelt put in back in the 30s. When he came in in 33, he, he totally dumped all the Constitution, older, actual lawyers and former judges out of the Supreme Court and put in rookies. Some had barely any legal background. One never had law school. Another one or two had light judge duties that they did, you know, like a traffic court. That's a lot of judgment and in those days. And uh, th- these were the nine men against America. And that's why our courts are in the doo they are now. It's online. I don't know if it's, I sent it to you. Okay, she's got her thumbs up on that. Um, the, the big point that we all have to look at is every time they're taking away one of our Bill of Rights, those 10 are all the rights we do have. And we need to fight for them every time and not agree to it. Because that's not okay. And we must not consent to it. And we have to fight that. And that's basically what, what my case is about, is the inability to, one, the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, which they attempted to stifle, four, Amendment 4, which was the actual um, coming into my, my private property, the car, and tearing it apart, basically, by breaking and entering, et cetera, and five, my right to, to not talk. I had a right to talk because I had no counsel. And then my Ninth Amendment, which is about, uh, I think, let me double check nine just to make certain I'm not misquoting it. Andy, Andy, glasses. The Ninth Amendment Hartford has put in because the Ninth Amendment deals with rights retained by the people. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And 10, 
The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution or prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So those are the rights that we're fighting and what the wonderful clerk of court here in Greenville or up there in Greenville is not a lawyer, first of all. So he goes to one of the fraudulent judges and they want to throw out all my documents because they're really hitting them where they know it's going to do them the most bad results. I.e., we can uh, take them to federal court. So, and then Jean from Hawaii has a lady who did some stuff, but she said, if you can do it before prosecution starts, you're better off. Well, it's a little late now, but for other people, this is very important because of what she's saying. You have to ask the person, the, the officer, can you prove that person in your code refers to this flesh and blood man or woman? And it doesn't. It refers to an entity, our birth certificate name, our all capital name. And that's been the the way you have to kind of get around it. But uh, even Jacob in Pennsylvania has five questions, which he really nails the people on. So it's, it's a good point, very good point. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? Nikki, do you have something you want to tell us that you learned in the on the online course that would be of, of, of value? Or anything else anybody wants to talk about? Hartford's not on, so we'll have a, an open mic and maybe hit on help. Oh, I know what it was that I wanted to share. Sweden is being absolutely massacred and I'm putting that in quotes, by the Muslim military. And I'm specifically calling a military because they are acting uh, in a military fashion. They are maiming, raping, and brutalizing and killing the women, the Swedish women, because they dress like we all dress. They do not dress as Muslims. So they're fair game. And the police there are being said, to kill a policeman is to go to heaven. So it's out and out war, as far as I say. And their caption is, and get this, they're the canary in the coal mine. This is a warning of what will happen with these people in our country. And that is, we have many Muslim camps here. They are military camps. They are not acclimating or adjusting to our country. And they had a poster up in Spartanburg with it was a Muslim woman on a billboard saying, and I, I read it in passing, so I may be incorrectly paraphrasing it. When, uh, girls, know your history. Well, whose history are you talking about? American history? Muslim history? It doesn't have black, yellow, orange, purple, gray, blue, any other nationality. Only a Muslim woman without her little burqa over her face. And people don't get it because it's 
but the subconscious putting it in their head. My, and I think I brought it up once before. It's a, um, it's an absolute slam against our, um, our living here in this country. And how we're building in Spartanburg alone four schools, one larger high school, and three larger grammar schools. I'm sorry, we don't have that many children being born. They're, the other schools are under, they don't have that many kids in them. So who are they preparing for? The immigration. And they are going to be sorry. And they have Agenda 21 on the north side. It's going to be a war. And um, they're really doing a lot of, of bad stuff, a lot of bad stuff. And there's a place here in this country. Now, I, I would have thought it was Detroit, but I think it's Toledo. And I can't remember. I meant to look for it, and I, don't, I didn't get there. That is our canary in the tunnel because they're having similar problems. So it's really important you look around your little towns, and I know Orpha yours is a spot on the map, but it's, uh, it's valuable that we all are uh, tuned in to what can happen in our community, and we do have to alert the communities. I mean, there's a lot more people aware of this, a lot more people aware of it. So it's not a... Uh, hidden agenda anymore. It's very blatant. But it's something to talk about. So what else is going on with you guys? Uh, Colin, you want to report about some of the stuff that happened at last night's meeting? Well, we're just, we're just discussing the, uh, that uh, Tesla-based uh, power system that we're trying to duplicate. The one you found five years ago. Has it been that long? Wow. Well, I sent out something to Elaine and to um, Elise in New Jersey about the battery. And then who sent it to me? I think John sent it to me. John from Spartanburg uh, sent me a, a link for a battery compounding, and I uh, he said to call him. I didn't want to put it on my email, but uh, he wanted me to call him, so I did call him. They had already left, so um, maybe he'll call later today, and we'll get to talk. But it's about using batteries. And the sun, uh, I got my 200-watt uh, solar panel, but I don't want it to be so easily seen. You can't see this little mobile from the road. It's kind of hidden behind a grove of trees. But that also keeps the sun off. So, um, But it, it, it's interesting. We're, we're having to create a way to be sure we're in have power at any and all times. So uh, the battery may be our, our way of doing it. So we're, I'm going to send it to two really bright ladies to have them working on it because it's a serious problem for LLEs. But um, 
Elaine has hers pretty well under control and has with her uh, solar panels. So she's doing good. But it's a, it's a, it's a, a real workout. So what else? What, uh, you were saying something about Ed really wanting to get this done? Well, he's, he's really interested. He really is. He's, he's getting excited. Good. Uh, we're going to have another meeting next Thursday. Hopefully okay, so what? Everyone what will be it? having computers in front of us. I so, said that last time I talked to you, I apologize. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully next Thursday everybody will be in front of their computers instead of their phones. And uh, you'll see the documents. This is, you know, it, it's kind of hard to try to describe something, you know. Yeah. But is he... Um... Has he found anything additional? Wasn't he looking for something? <coughs> I thought he was looking for a um, some program that he saw with someone. No, I didn't hear that. So. Oh, you weren't on that program that day. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's getting excited about it. Because, you know, he, he uh, uh, later, earlier last week, he, he, he opened some of the documents up and, uh, you know, he was impressed by that little simple circuit, you know, and the key to having the power level to require to run a house is a... Uh, You know, having a whole bunch of them hooked up in series. Yeah, that's what you do. You put them in series. Yeah. So you can yeah. run your, you can run your refrigerator, refrigerator, and your freezer, and your lights, and your, and your uh, electronics. That's really all you need, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to tell you, by the end of um, before I moved. My poor little magrav, it had said, I'm tired, I want to sleep. And so it, it did a little bit of a sleep on me. <laughs> and, it, uh, and it really was uh, quite interesting. It was pooped. So I have to make certain that the, uh, I get a fresh magrav. Mm-hmm. So that we're tuned in, as they say. Got to be tuned in. What made it go kapoop? What is that? What made it go kapoop? I think dust and dirt, because uh, uh. my next one is going to be done in a better covered um thing so it's not getting dirty. All of um all of the uh mag grabs that I've seen are definitely covered. So um this is something that uh 
was very interesting yeah. to see. Mine was not covered. So you can't clean the dust and dirt off, or? Well, I do, but it it knocks it knocks it out or something and did something each time I oh. did it. I did it with my vacuum cleaner and sucked the dirt off it. However, it's still, you know, you get any dirt on there and it does throw the thing off. So, mm. so I, I just had to be able to do something better than I had. It it'll work, but we have to, I have to go back in and do my do my other druthers or brothers or whatever. <laughs> it'll work, yeah. So it, it it'll be interesting. So what else is happening out here in the wild, wild west? Quiet? Apparently not much. Yeah, really. That's right, Don. <laughs> the reservoirs are full. We have a a problem at Washoe Lake that uh, a dam that uh, feeds into Steamboat uh, Creek uh, may be on the verge of, fa- of failure. So, you know, that, that, that watch is going on. Well, how far is that away from you? Oh, I'm I'm quite a ways away. The point is, you know, uh, if you know, people that live along Steamboat Creek, you know, they've got to be careful. I got you. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of seepage at the Washoe Dam. There, yeah, there see, those are the things. Are they wanting them to crash? Right. What is it we learned that they've been yeah. set up so that they would crash? Yeah. Uh the dam's 110 years old. You know. Oh, just a small tad of time, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's the way they built them 110 years ago. Yeah, that is. That is right. Wow. It's under close it's under close observation. Wow. And Washoe Lake is full. Oh it is. Oh yeah. We had a really wet winter here. Well what about those dams in California? Oh that one over where Brad lives. It's been uh I don't know about the one near Brad, but uh, the uh, one at Orville, that they, the did, they did get the uh, the spillway rebuilt, but it's, uh, show, it's showing some cracks. So uh, I guess the contractor took this $500 million and uh, uh, used, substance, used some substandard material. Old trick. Well, oh. yeah, didn't didn't they they find that the um, oh what was it that was happening there that they found the gold and they didn't want the people to know about it type thing so they oh. were doing their shenanigans. Oh yeah, you know that you know the people on those rivers that come off the that uh, Orville feeds into they uh, 
you know, they're, they're trying to reduce the amount of amount of what you can go there doing goldfish, and they don't want that. But uh, yeah, when that when that spillway failed, initially failed, and they had to use it to, to drain the dam, uh, then uh, you know it just it was just like an old hydraulic mining operation. That, that was why the repair for the for the spillway uh, came to five hundred million dollars. Whoa, just a tad bill, huh? And, and California is going broke. I can't imagine why. With that <laughs> wonderful governor they've had over and over and oh, over again. Oh, you mean you mean Moonbeam? Moon Brown. He's so Moon bad. Unbelievable. Yeah. The guy has something else. Yeah, those idiots keep voting him in. They what? You know, the the, uh, the idiots there, you know, keep voting them in. They keep accepting these fraudulent uh, vote caps and such. You know? So it's... He's such a fraud. I guess I, you know, you know, it's, you know, if I didn't... Uh, it's you can't put it into words of what I feel for the people in California, and a bunch of them I feel sorry for because they're stuck there; they can't leave. Right. But but the ones who can leave are leaving. They have left, and part of the thing that uh, it's being run over by Hispanics, which have never wanted to be part of the state, and they're. They're not even ancestors. I mean, they're they're wetbacks from uh, from Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So they weren't even Spanish. They're Mexican. The Spaniards yeah. were the ones right. that settled that country, not Mexicans. Yeah. Well, the uh, thing of it, thing of it is, Mexicans. Look to the rest of Central and South America. Mexicans have the same status that blacks do in Alabama. This is a hundred right. years. Right. You know, this, this, this nation of Mexico is just held in total contempt. And you take a uh, Hispanic that has been, that originates in Argentina or uh, Venezuela or Peru, you know, and call them a Mexican, uh, you've got that's a blood insult. And the that's only way right. they will accept, yeah, the only way that they will accept an apology is that when your blood is soaking into the dirt. They, Say that again. They would have to do what in the dirt? The only way they will accept an apology from you for calling them a Mexican is your blood soaking into the dirt. Oh, yes, that is quite final, isn't it? Yes. But they're holding, you know, through, through the rest of Central South America, they're holding the contempt. Wow. Yeah, but they come over here and they think they can get everything on gratitude and... Uh, mm-hmm. And yep. because we, we don't say no to anything. We go to their country and it's all no. 
No, yeah. you can't have this. No, you can't have that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the resistance is stiffening. It really is. It's just, it's just going to uh, you know, have to be determined if there's, there's going to be enough resistance to stop it. Oh, well. It's going to be a sad day going down here. This is yes, really is. becoming quite uh, a great deal of animosity purposely done yes. to make certain nobody gets anywhere so that we the suckers will pay for it, and we're not willing to pay for it anymore. That's why I sent that uh, video. <laughs> oh, Nikki? Yes, uh huh. This is Nikki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great to hear your voice, baby. Yeah, yeah I'm having. I was having trouble getting on through the uh, internet, uh, even in the chat area. It kept knocking me off. Um, yeah, well, that, that's I, one of the things that you're well, what you're talking about, okay? It is yeah. not out of. It is not necessarily coming out of our pocket. The reason I sent that video is because it it goes through to say about the agencies are who are the um, oh gosh. <laughs> What is the word I want to use? See, I'm, all this stuff is new to me, but it's putting the pieces together for me as right. far as what they're doing, why they're doing it the way they are, and uh, who is really benefiting. And what it is, it is the agents that they assign to monetize a bond and monetize these new people who are coming over. So to, in order to provide their services, there's no actual money coming out of our pocket because what they do is they bond and bundle and then they monetize. So the agencies are getting the money for pennies on the dollar that it costs to print the notes in order to pay the care oh. of them. All that stuff is just paid for up front by the bonding of the people who are coming into the system. And... The lawyers, because they are under this um, corporate veil, okay, that veil yeah. has got to be pierced because it is not them necessarily that are doing the bad things. What they're doing is just trying to maintain their own jobs. What it is, though, is they're covering for the agents who are perpetrating this, and that is the municipal authorities, that is uh, the legislators who are nothing but real estate brokers when you stop and think about it because, you know, mm-hmm. we're in our freeholds. We've seen dead bodies. The body returns to the dust. But whatever is in it that kept it alive, and that was earlier part of the conversation today, it sounded like. So there is um, – this is kind of ferreting it out for me, but I'm not there yet in order to talk about it in a way that – would make sense to a lot of people, but it all boils down to the common law crimes of barratry, the exciting of lawsuits, in order to maintain them, the maintenance and the champerty, the splitting of the spoils in order to set up all of these agencies to outsource the government to the agents under the corporate veil of the um, crown, which is a corporate sole entity that cannot be according to Blackstone's commentary on the common law of corporations. 
And this is where yeah. I have it so far, but when I get it together, I'll definitely share more. But look at that is amazing. But look into your municipal authorities because our ancestors came here with a bargain for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In return, they gave their full faith and credit. So that contract was breached the moment they took the silver out of the coin in 1965, Article 1, Section 10. No ex post facto laws, no bills of attainder, no impairing of obligations of contract. And when they took that silver out of the coin, they impaired their contract with us. We have to remember who we are in the scheme of things. And with that, I yes. yield, and I'm going to mute out and get back to what I'm doing here. <laughs> that is amazing because what you're talking about is exactly the information needed for people to get grasp how the usury has been set up against all of us. Right, but the Federal Reserve System, if it was, if the agents were in the community and they were the ones who were concerned about the communities and actually acting on behalf of the communities, there would be actually no problem. I mean, <laughs> Heck, you know, if they want to accept paper money, fine, accept paper money. But and plus, you know, what you're making as a return on, uh, you know, mon not monetizing, yeah, monetizing it by paying for the printing of the notes. When I started studying into this back in 1994, five, somewhere around there, somebody had handed me a book from the Bank of uh, Richmond, the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, and at that time. It was three cents to print a bill of any denomination, a note of any denomination. So in other words, for every $10 of my labor, someone was profiting $9.97 right off the top, and I had to pay 20% tax on that $10 note? Wait a minute, mm -hmm. this is wrong. But since then, of course, all the strikes or the strips have been put into the, the uh, the, the what do you call the note? So it costs more now. But for every, so think of it this way: it's still five point, about five cents to print a one dollar note. So when minimum wage is raised, who really benefits? Is it the worker that is still at minimum wage, or is it those people who print the notes and then pocket what they don't tell us they're pocketing? The second. There you go. There you go. So that's it in a nutshell. And <laughs> well, well, just just to back you up, I'm doing payroll taxes class. Uh huh. I can't tell you how much money each employee is losing under the fraudulent taxing pricing. For and another thing, too, is that the federal, in, federal income tax, the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Social Security, okay? Social yep. Security takes 40 quarters in order to be fully vested. 40 quarters is 10 years. How many of oh. us stayed in longer than 10 years into Social Security? This is, it, it is, it is, uh, oh, the, Fraud is astronomical. 
All this adhesion and adhesive and unconscionable contracts that we have entered into and not even realized it because there's been no dis full disclosure from the get-go. And that goes back to 1785 when the dictionary right. definition of states came into the dictionary as nobility. We, the people of the united nobility of America, in order to form a more perfect union for ourselves and our for ourselves. Yes. And our posterity. And then they came in with the New Deal under the 20th Amendment. The New Deal came in on a day different than any previous administration, and that brought in the, 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 the what he called the anchor for the fraud. That's right. And he kept it going with his, uh, his control of the um, Supreme Court and how he got everything his way. It's corporate feudalism at its finest. That is the absolutely for those feudalistic people who wanted it that way. And that's what uh, Bill Bledsoe and Spartanburg calls it: corporatocracy. Uh, yeah, well, it's a plutocracy of aristocrats. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Well, you it's are interesting. Now the global elite you know, that run the monetary system. And that is, you know, the elites is nothing but another word for nobility and aristocracy. So and That's all it is. Yeah, so ignorance of the words are no excuse. <laughs> it's, all, it's all in the words. Absolutely, and absolutely. And how they capitalize our name. We used to be personnel, you know, way back in the 60s, 70s. And then all of a sudden we became human resources, disposable right. commodities, and now we're human capital. At least they're telling us what we are. We have a clue now. You we're called human what now? Human capital. Look on the office. Of human capital. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, right there on the government website, um, Office of wow. uh, OBM, Office of Business Management, or something like that. Uh, one of the, yeah, there's, yeah, it, it, it's there. It's right there on their website, Human Capital. Look it up. Wow. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, to know that every business that you go to has a, quote, human resource department. <laughs> How many times yeah. did that go over our head? <laughs> yeah. Until so, so you just now mentioned it, Nikki, I, that just did never, never dawned on me. Human resources. Well, when now, I was, yeah. Okay, when I was now, in the 60s, back in the 60s, early 60s, <laughs> before <laughs> it went all volunteer under the social security number and was paid with a foreign coin, you know, so I was with personnel accounting, machine installation, continental United States. So only the last name of the servicemen and the women were capital was capitalized. And I could never figure out why only the last name was capitalized. And then when I started to, you know, get an understanding of what was really going on, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, they've been telling us all along. We haven't been paying attention to their skullduggery, their uh, deceit, their their uh, pettifogging. <laughs> right. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and mute out. <laughs> that's that's see that's what's so important with all of us sharing, 
And as I was saying with the um, payroll taxes, in order for a, a, an employee to get a bonus, they have to actually, and this is so criminal, they actually have, if you get a bonus of $500, you're going to be taxed on that $500. It was not a wage. It was a gift, and you can get a gift up to $10,000. But that $500, because of our ignorance, we are taxed. Every employee is taxed. And yeah, but it's here's like, the way they get around it. Because, absolutely. Because our ancestors had come to this country, okay, and promised their good faith and credit, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, well, we're printing the notes, so, hey, we're bonding and bundling, and we're giving you a gift back so, for your good faith and credit. So this is the way these people seem to think, in my opinion. Well, you're absolutely right. However, they have usurped it into you pay it, not it being I, I, a gift. I hear you, but it's based on our good faith and credit. So that it is the agents, though, that are that are. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, you know, it's not necessarily the Federal Reserve System, as much as it is the agents who are bundling and bonding and bundling our property, okay, mm-hmm. the people in general. And if it was done by people in the community, if the people in the community would stand up and say, look, let's take back the power. We're going to appoint board members to this particular board and that particular board to get things done in our community, and we are going to be the ones who monetize, you know, based on what has already been there in our possession for all these years. And that's that's a very uh, wonderful point because that's exactly what Rockefeller did. He put in his picked people to be on the board, so they did it his way, not the highway. And that's what has happened. And we now that we know this, and we know who we are in relation to all of this. And under the Articles of Confederation that had gone into recess, it had never disappeared. We Correct. This once we realize who it is that we are and just make a stand. And with that, I yield, and I am going to mute out because I'm doing other things here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is wonderful. Yeah, because part of our whole issue here is exactly the awareness that you're bringing forth and what you just learned, Orpha. I learned it years ago, but we forget other people haven't heard it. So it's always good to keep going over these so that we can help others see the raw theft of what's going on, because it is theft. And uh, we, we, we do have to uh, help each other see those pictures because they sure are not going away, not at all. So uh, we got to go forward with some of this stuff and get 
into the real truth of what is really happening here. And that um, brings up another another uh, subject matter of this um, hogwood plant that eight states. Hold just a second. Had a tickle in my throat. Um, somebody had mentioned that this plant has something to do with all the. I don't know if they mentioned chemtrails or aluminum or something that's been put out here. It, the, <clears throat> I don't know much about it, but it's just you know now hitting the the news. This plant is huge. I couldn't believe how big, you know, at first I thought it was just, just, uh, in the background looking big, but apparently it's a huge plant. Yeah, it's up to 14 uh, feet tall. What is that? That's a, that's a tree. It's the giant hogwood plant. It originated in the Caucasus regions between the uh, Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, and in the early, about, about 100 years ago, bunch of numbnuts imported into this country to use as an ornamental plant. And it's incredibly toxic. It's one of the most dangerous plants on the on the uh on the planet. And it's got a watery type sap, you know, gets you get it gets on you and then it uh, when water vapor and you have enough humidity plus sunlight and it turns into a, a well the uh, the burns it produces uh, looks like are the same ones that you that you had with mustard gas. Mustard gas. Yes, it's the same. It's the same effect. Third Good degree burn. God. And uh, it's it's incredibly nasty. And it's in my opinion, it is being deliberately planted. We are under a biological attack. But suddenly, it, suddenly it appeared. Okay. So eight, when did it eight, suddenly appear yeah. that we became noticing it? About three weeks ago. Really? Yes. And there's eight states that they that it's in. Illinois is one of them. And if um, you see this plant, you're supposed to report it to Department of Health. There's something I'm not sure where it is you're supposed to report it. But, the Department um, of Agriculture. Agriculture. Yeah, you, you use the use the extension office to report it, and hmm. uh, to remove it, they have to wear completely sealed white suits. Holy oh. cow! Hazmat. <laughs> yeah. And you can't you can't burn it. Because the fumes will be toxic. That's right. It's just like burning poison oak, poison ivy, or poison sumac. Wow. And what's it called again? Giant hogwood. Hogwood. Giant hogwood. I didn't realize it got to be 14 feet tall, but that that's a tree. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
But that's how yes. tall Hansel grows, too. Hmm? Well, yeah. actually, this plant is in the carrot family. In the what? The carrot family. What's that? Your carrot. You know? Oh, the, a carrot? The yes. little orange, cute little vegetable? Yeah. Right. Same family. Wow. Same family. Now, they make it look innocent then. Yeah. Now you know why second-year parsnips are poison. I didn't even know that. Hmm. Yeah. You can eat parsnips from the first year, but if you leave them in the ground, like you like you want seed, so you leave them in the ground so they'll go to seed, you can't eat the parsnip on the second second year. It's poisonous. I didn't know that. Yeah. And if the hogwood, yeah, that hogwood sap, if you if you inhale it as it's been burned and you inhale the smoke, your lungs blister. And if uh, it gets in your eyes, it can blind you. Oh, my God. It's, it's evil. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and 100 years ago, some numbnut brought it into this country through Europe because it's a pretty ornamental plant. Somebody definitely left their brain in the jar when they when they when they left the house that day. Wow. Cheap. Okay. So yeah, uh, the two. It is Oregon and Washington. Washington State. Yep. It's been found there. It's been found in Oregon. Now, fortunately. A good part of Oregon on the eastern side of, uh, of Oregon is desert. It doesn't do too well there. It needs water. You know, it, it goes by waterways, you know, ditches in the road, by the road, you know, where water collects, things, stuff like that. But Oregon, Oregon and Washington are definitely good, are good for it, road-wise. Now, Nevada is... Uh, a desert. Right. No. Any case, you know, does everyone here know what cattails are? Yeah, those are those long brown things. Right. Any place a cattail will grow, the hogwood will grow. You don't see many cattails anymore. I know. But it will grow there. That's the conditions it needs. And I think they're being planted deliberately. Oh, I agree with you on any of that. Any way to get rid of us. Yeah. But the one uh, photograph of burns that I've seen on a cause was on a child. Mm. And uh, imagine your knuckles, you know, your first two knuckles. The blister was... Uh, at least an inch inch tall and bigger than both knuckles of the hand. Oh, my God. Yep. That's huge. That's right. It's very corrosive. Wow. And probably when it's small, 
you know, while it's growing, you wouldn't even know what kind of a plant it was. It would look something like a Queen Anne's lace or something, because it has that type of a flowering top on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just think it was one of the regular weeds, and then I don't know how long it takes it to grow 14 feet tall, but... Well, isn't it poisonous? Isn't it poisonous on the way up? Probably, yeah. yeah. Would imagine. Yep. Just like poison ivy is poisonous all the way up. Yeah. Yeah. This this also shows up too. The um, the souvenirs that came back from Japan, the uh, military rifles, brought back over that were brought back by our servicemen. Okay. When you the finish on those stocks is made from the sap of the sumac tree. Oh, my God. Of which, of which some of them are from poison sumac. Right. And the GIs would get sandpaper and sand that finish off. The reason, you know, and every Oriental country has their little variation of this finish. All that fine oriental furniture, all those yeah, beautiful oriental furniture, it has that that's heavy, that's lacquered and everything else. That finish is made from the sap of the sumac tree. Oh my! I didn't know that. Oh my! Now, there is the sumac. Is the sumac there, tree isn't necessarily poisonous, though, is it? I know. There's, there's, there's okay. a number. Of, there's a number of different subspecies that are called sumac. <clears throat> but when they use poison sumac sap, sap for the poison sumac to make this finish, which they did, and you know, this, you know, they needed sumac trees because everybody in Japan, you know, basically everybody in Japan needed this finish. But the military used it because it's very tough and difficult. And uh, what the GIs would do, they would get sandpaper and start sanding it down so they could refinish the stock, and they'd breathe in the saw, the dust that was made by the sanding operation, and it would uh, blister their lungs. A lot of them died. See? But it was used They didn't of, know to, to cover yeah, their mouths. Yeah, it wasn't known. Right. But, wow. Know, it's, it's, you know, that's just what you got to be on, be on the lookout for, you know, little things like this. Absolutely. You know, and the color of the finish depends on which sumac variety was used to make it. So would you be able to spot that for, for usage here no. in the States? No. No. There's no way to do it. Hell, I had enough. My brother, uh, his father-in-law, gave him a uh, Aristotle rifle that was brought back uh, by his brother. And uh, it was beautifully sporterized, so so that's not a, that finish is not a problem because it's an American-made stock with American-made finishes, and they sporterized the action. But uh, what's, what's sporterized? 
it took it out of the military configuration and made it more like what a, a hunting rifle looks like in this country. Mm. Oh. Okay. Mm. You know, they took the hand guards off and they changed the sights and et cetera, et cetera. It really is a good rifle, but, uh, you know, but learn, reading, learning to read the markings is fun. <laughs> it was. Fortunately, a very good researcher got the information back in the late 40s and published a book on it, and it's around. <coughs> and I found a, an online database that has it on there, and I was able to identify when this particular one was made. And it was made, the operator who ran the uh, arsenal, it was one of, they had nine arsenals, and the, this particular arsenal was operated by Mazda Motor Works. We made 557,000 of them. <laughs> One arc. Huh. But, uh, yeah, it's not, you know, the original stock was discarded. But, you know, it's, you know, it has to be rebuilt because the, when they converted, converted it to the 6 they, uh, the reamer cut the chrome plating that was in the bore and the nature of the ammunition that was mostly shot through it afterward was, uh, you know, the corrosive, it caused steel to rust and it ruined the bore. The barrel has to be replaced. Other than mm-hmm. Scott doesn't want to replace the barrel, then, it, then you hang it on the wall. That's all it is. That's all it's good for. It's just no good. Well, the barrel is unserviceable. Uh, right. Has to be replaced. Yeah. At the breach, the, the chrome plating is completely intact. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, but no. But that's when that's when uh, Nancy's uncle Norm. You know, when when he had it rechambered. You know, basically destroyed it. Well, there's. A- we, I have outside of my house where I moved from, they had one of those bushes. My buddy Pat can always remember it, but I, I keep wanting to call it a hibiscus, but it's a poisonous tree that really runs all over California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has pink flowers and stuff. Yeah, with little red berries. So that it's not berries. It's... Um, Wow. The birds won't go in it. Yeah. The birds will not even sit on it, branch. Did I lose you all? No, we're here. No, we're here. This is is another uh, piece of idiocy from probably 100 years ago or more. And that's the, uh, you know, oh, it's a beautiful plant. So, you know, it'll make it look so good in my garden. Right. And it's poisonous as hell. Wow. They, and the gullibility. You got it. Well, uh, uh, uh. the, yeah, the botanical gardens in London have uh 
they've got a plant there that the plant has to be enclosed in a glass uh, case because even the uh, uh, odor of, of, the, of the flowers, the, the fragrance, is toxic. Wow. But it's in a botanical garden, you know, because it's a specimen. It's been there forever. I had learned in school, they taught us about the oh, plants and animals and stuff that, is, that are taken out of their natural habitat, where they have natural enemies that take care of them. It's kind of like how the... Uh, Asian ladybird beetle was, you know, now it's a, what do, what do I call it here? I mean, we're overgrown with it. Um, but they took the Asian beetle and paired it with the ladybug to deal with aphids on the crops. But they didn't bring the natural enemy of the Asian beetle. Mm -hmm. So now we're overgrown with these Asian ladybird beetles that, you know, and they stink. (laughs) Oh, they stink. Um, But these plants and stuff, when you, when you take them out of their natural habitat and they, they're no longer around their natural enemies that can handle, like with this, hogwood wherever it came from there would have been natural things to take care of that plant to keep it in control and obviously it's over here which doesn't have the natural enemy of the plant to to keep it under under control so this is this is why they you know look at you know you're not supposed to take plants from other places and bring them <clears throat> to where you live, you know. Like yeah. that plant where you were at, you know, Wonder. You know, it's it's a poisonous plant. Why do you want that in your yard, you know? But somebody else planted it, obviously. But, you know, this is... This is the way this type of thing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what the natural enemy of this giant hogwood plant is, but there may be an animal that in the Caucasus region there is probably an animal that eats it. That eats it, yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's totally, I mean, it's not yeah. toxic to that animal. Yeah. Right. Now, a friend of mine years ago went hunting javelina in Arizona. <clears throat> and he, uh, he and his father were both on that hunt, and they watched javelina go up to cactus plants that had thorns an inch long and start eating the plant, eating the cactus. Thorns and all. Wow. Now, what's a javelina? <laughs> a little pig. 
Oh. The Little Desert huh. Pig. Wow. In the, in the southwest in uh, Mexico. They're very hard to kill, too. <laughs> very hard. But but when it's in its natural habitat, I'm sure there's a natural enemy to it to keep it under yeah. control. Yeah. So... You know, basically they control their own numbers by the amount of food that's available. Huh. It's going to be instinctive. Oh, that's but a way, too. They're, yeah, they're toward the top of the food chain. The damn things could eat just about anything. <clears throat> now, so are those, are those one of the animals, then, that's on the hunted list, you know, the oh, yeah. keep them in oh, yeah. control? Yeah. They have, yeah, they have seasons for it. You know, hunting season. Yeah. Now, yeah, during one of the big hurricanes that hit Florida in the last 25 years, with Harvey or something like that, you know, Andrew or whatever, some sea, uh, saltwater aquariums, buildings containing saltwater aquariums were destroyed in the storm. And some of the fish in those aquariums, one of the fish in it was a lion, was was the was, the lionfish. Fish. Because it's beautiful. And uh, it got into the Atlantic Ocean. They're thriving. They're totally wiping out the native species. state of Florida has, uh, called, has classified it as a trash fish. You can kill them any way you can year-round. Now, but there's a side effect of this. They're delicious and uh, the state of Florida will actually pay you for each one you kill, but you've got to be very careful because these fish are venomous. All those spines have a venom in them. But because it's because they taste good, the restaurants there are just starting to spread, you know. And the state of Florida, Fish and Game, wants, wants the things exterminated. But since they're in the open ocean, you know, they've fully sanctioned the year-round fishing and hunting for them. And you take it, and there's people that buy the fish after you've killed them. And clean uh, them, play them out, and sell it to restaurants. They're quite tasty, I hear. Hmm. But, but their natural enemy was not brought here when they were put in those tanks that were destroyed. What is their natural enemy? I don't know. Hmm. There's something that eats them. Maybe it was the Havelina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the same thing right where uh, Wonder Hi, is. Every- yeah, Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. I got dropped, I guess, but I'm back. Yeah. But you kept oh, going. No. So we, we didn't back. even, we didn't even yeah. know you were gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that makes me feel bad. Not at all. <laughs> well, you got to say goodbye. <laughs> 
Yeah, my my, my landlady's yeah. coming over with the little two little helpers. So uh Yeah. We're wonder. Gonna... Yeah, wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that that there is an economic an economic opportunity developing in the southeast? What is it? Wild hogs. We have a wild hog dog that hunts them. You've got them. Yeah. You've, got them you've got them coming out your ears in the southeast. Really? And they they destroy everything. You know, they dig up crops and you know the damn things eat anything. And now, mostly throughout the southeast, they've been declared pests. And you can kill them any you can, and uh, year round. And the wow. um, the economic. You need a license. No, no, no licenses are needed. The well, you uh, were saying that up in uh, up where your sister lives, uh, up in New York. Right. Yes. Now the thing is that the ec- economic opportunity is is killing them for their meat because right. it is pure, organic, fed pork. Right. No chemicals. Well, you know how you do capture them is with the, um, the corn. The guy, we learned how to do that with that, that uh, video that the guy just built a fence, fenced him in, bit by bit by bit. That's well, how we did it. You know, you uh, invest in the infrastructure. You have to obviously hire the hunters. And uh, you can hunt from helicopters where these things are concerned. You can do it on foot. You can do it from a uh, ground vehicle. And... You collect them, you collect the carcasses, run them through the processing plant and put your hands, and it's organic pork. Right. Okay? It's not like pork that's grown on a farm. Right. With GMO stuff. Yeah. These go out there and they root out what they eat. And it's all natural. Well, that's what this guy did. He built sensing and routed them in because as you said they eat anything and he just fed them so they didn't have to hunt and therefore he was able to take over their control of them by um, having them want to be fed mm-hmm. and it worked yeah. he captured them all in time and yeah then he put them yeah, then he butchered the them. Sells the meat. That's right. If you like pork and you want organic pork, you don't want the commercial pork, that's the way you go. Now, yeah. the, wild, the wild pigs are what you got to watch for. I saw one that was mounted years ago. It was shot in Northern California. And it stood four feet tall. Four feet tall. That's a big pig. That is a hog. (laughs) It was eight feet long. 
And the dust that were on the mount were only six inches. The guy who shot it took the, uh, the, the original tusk as the trophy, and uh, they were 10 inches long. Wow. Yeah. And he shot it with a 54 caliber round ball from a, 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 hawk, a replica of a Hawken rifle. Single shot black powder. And he got a one shot. Oh, hang on. You go ahead. I got my little friend coming. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and and the uh, people who had the mount there, you know, the guy, he, you know, he, he kept it. He did the mount it. He said it was just, uh, the animal was delicious. Hmm. Wow. But it, it, it grew up in the uh, forest of Northern California. Back before all the uh, uh, fen trailing started. Hmm. I have my two audiences here. <laughs> Hi. Say hi. Hi. This is Rather. She's oh. sick. Go ahead, Meadow. Say hi to the phone. Hi. That's Meadow. Hi. She's three. And that's oh. Grandma. She's had two her two little grandchildren that are listening on our program too. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'll show you another thing. Up here, this is where they are. There's a Nikki. There's uh, a North Nevada, California, and New Mexico. Hi, Lane. You don't have an Illinois, yeah. though, do you? <laughs> no. We have California. That must be, that Calif- <laughs> that must be me. <laughs> there you go, girlfriend. <laughs> What's that? I like Okay, we got them. Okay, you're on. Oh, you gotta take a little bite. Okay, and we're gonna leave that door open so they can see the house. And I'll stop. Okay. Wave bye bye to mommy. Say bye bye to mommy. Bye bye, mom. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> like she's giving bye bye. Yeah. My grandbaby's just like, okay, wait, bye-bye to mommy and let's oh, on here. Yeah, we did. We got the mangoes. Did you want one now? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. We have pictures here, too, everybody. It's almost time to close up. It's 48, Mama's just leaving. I'm already hungry. You're already hungry? Yeah. Are you growing up? Yeah. Are you growing? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> it's relative, though, right? <laughs> These kids eat really, really healthy. So we yeah, have mangoes. Good. They're going to have mangoes right we now. But... What? We have some mangoes. And now we She's already hungry. She ran across the the, the yard, right? Uh, and so I'm going to give you a little swivel piece, okay? She's not, not, no, 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 no,
Little bites. Little bites, right. Well, we give her a little bites, and then she's okay. So what were we talking about before our, our audience <laughs> came in? <laughs> who or who knows? No. Oh, oh. Who knows, right? <laughs> Isn't that a nice baby computer? I have a little um, notebook computer. Then I have a big screen. And so they're calling it a nice little computer. It is a baby computer, isn't it? I, I can see what it says. You want to hear what it says? Oh, there's nothing on that now. You can put them on your ears, but you don't hear anything. I know, but I like their things. Yeah. Oh, no, no, we don't want to spread them too high. This is the only pair I have. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that works. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the the headset. Oh, um, But this has been very interesting. I I wrote you all a note. I see you all. I cannot hear you all. Hope your conversation (laughs) is continuing. (laughs) Hey, look. When you dropped off. Yeah. I I went to answer the phone with um, with the teller. You're not there when I do this. Yeah, look, look. Yeah. She's making the little ball on the... I'm going to see it, too. Yeah. There you go. It just moves that. That's called a pointer. See how it's an arrow? Yeah. So it moves around. So, and, but that's a dream. This, this one's doing even That's right. I got them connected. <laughs> that's funny. It is My so funny, is, but... Aren't they funny? see how they get so excited about the smallest things and the we right. take for granted, you know, and they're just learning about it. And the, it's so, so yeah. fun to see the excitement. Well, the thing, too, is my little notebook is connected to the big monitor. And so whatever happens on the little notebook is on the big monitor. So they all had to move the, the ball like to show how to move, right? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so what we've missed on our calls, haven't we, Colin, is Orphog doing our ho-ho-pono-pono with us. Hey, so what is that for? That's a, that's a little game. I'll show you when we finish. When we finish. So um, you got to, uh, let's call it early so we can get uh, yeah. going on, okay? Yeah. All right. And we're all the same group, and when there's four of us, so we're good. Are you laying out on that red couch, good girl? <laughs> we just woke up from yoga. Oh, from yoga. We do yoga. Oh. Thought there were five of us. Yoga and yoga. You thought there were one? Five. But no, she's six. Um, River is six, and um, Meadow is oh, not, three. No, not. not. Not them. You you said there were four of us. Oh, oh. yes. I forgot to call. Say me. There's four of us. There you go. No, there should oh. be five. Me, you, no, Nikki, Elaine, Colin. There's H W Golden. That's me. Nevada, California, Mexico. That's just four. Nikki dropped off. That was what. I said. Oh. And guess nine left. What? Oh, we don't have a picture. Okay. 
Let's do the Ho'oponopono, and then I can focus on my little guest. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She says it like that. Go ahead. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. There you go. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Elaine, do you want to do it next? Sure, um, and have that little innocent child there repeating. That's cool. I know, isn't that cute? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cute. Um, uh, I love you. I love you. I said I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. Please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay, please forgive me. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Ooh. All right. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I think that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how, how. (laughs) We've done a marvelous job of doing a round with two new additions to our group. And this is what, what World is all about is our adding on beautiful people, little size and big size. So all of us are giving ourselves a forgiveness for whatever goes on. And that's why we work together. There's so much for us to learn. we got to keep it as childlike as little river and meadow are so that we all keep learning. Our minds have got to be open. Our hearts have open as before. So let us do that and let us all put our arms out. Put our arms out way, way, way out. And we're going to gather in our new neighbors for me and old neighbors now for Meadow and River. And we're going to gather in their love and energy and make certain they get how strong and wonderful they are. And we're going to do our big E. We do it with a smile. And we go, one, two, three. I 
got to grab a little girl in my arms, so it was fun to have a real armful when we said it this time. Makes so, me want to go get my grandbabies. <laughs> I know. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. I said, Arthur's going to love this. She used to do this with her grandkids. Yeah, I have a six-year-old six granddaughter and a four-year-old grandson. Oh, my goodness. That's your ages because uh, River's six and Meadow is three, so just about the same ages. Yep. Oh, hey. Is that going? What was that? We're getting a little cricket in there. So we'll turn this down and give ourselves a chance to say goodbye. And everybody will work on this for next week, okay? See y'all next week. See y'all next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good week. See you on Sunday. Hasta Oh, Listen to that. Hasta la Pretty cool, huh? What is that? That means goodbye. Hasta la chingle loo. That's funny. That's funny, it's right. Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma. Uh, you're welcome, baby. Do you a quick video of how What was that? What? There was some voice that was talking in the yeah. background. Turn off yeah. the recording. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See where this hand is? Look where, look where I'm pointing. See that hand? I'm going to turn off the... Re- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.